Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stumps and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Fuck that man. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, and I am here with one of my co-hosts with the co-most, Travis Grossman. <coughs> Spencer's slightly busy today, so he... uh he decided to opt out of this episode we have, but uh, it'll be a me and Travis episode this week. Wish we all know how those end up. Quaaludes. <laughs> Quaaludes, three hours long and a fucking nightmare. Wait, do we have the Quaaludes on the soundboard yet? No. Did we put that on there yet? No. I'll work on it. We got to do that. Fucking Quaaludes. Eventually, when I have a day off, which is, uh, let me check my watch here, never. Uh <laughs> We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, very excited to get uh, into the news we have this week. It's a, it is a, it's not necessarily a light week, but like, it, it'll be fun to talk about news for the most part. Yeah, and it's, it's we, not, it's a, it's a not heavy, but it's a lot of it's stories that we it's, like. It's a, it's a, it's a solid medium. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's, a, it's, just and it's all right. stories that we like want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week, Travis? Uh, um, <laughs> Why do you keep grunting? Because I'm sick. Not as sick as I was for Dubak. If you listen to both shows... <laughs> You're you going to hear a huge fucking difference. Yeah, I, I feel significantly better today. I got like two good nights of sleep in a row. I'm still feeling it a little bit. Like when I shut my eyes, I wobble a little. I but. looked at you when I got in the car and I'm like, you look visibly better. <laughs> Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Um, I want to talk about something I did while hanging out with because I got to hang out with uh, we hang we got to hang out with our friends the Squires uh, on Friday last Friday, and the day before that I was hanging out with Matt and we watched a very slept on Batman movie that I like completely missed me because I wanted to miss it and I I shouldn't have. I needed to watch it back when it came out. It's Batman Ninja. Um, this shit is so good. Like, I don't know if it's so bad it's good or if it's so good it's good. It's somewhere in there. I love it. There's a Bat Mech. There's <laughs> Rogue Gallery Voltron. It's like the the only off putting thing for me is the animation style. But other than that. It's so worth the watch. It looks ugly, but it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, I remember hearing Batman Project coming out of Japan, and of course, it's me. So I lost my mind. I was like, okay, they're doing it. They're finally doing it. And then they, I, I saw like a couple of clips of the animation style, and I was like, oh, I don't know. This ain't it, Chief. I ain't, I ain't here for this. And so I didn't watch it when it came out. Uh, but that shit is wild. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Actual conversation I'm having with my cousin right now. 
<coughs> Epstein didn't, didn't kill, kill himself. himself. Cookie Cop killed him. <laughs> Cookie Cop couldn't wait for him to stand proper punishment. He had yeah. to enact justice. Yeah, Cookie Cop. Yeah, yeah. Cookie Good Cop doesn't work for the cop. elite. Yeah. You should have waited, and then you could have executed him. You could have done it in public, and that would have been way better. Yeah. Make it clear that it's not the elite. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, everybody. Like, we're we're putting our foot down on this. This is one. not, we're not doing a bit. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. You have every right to be paranoid about that. Anyway, moving on. Um, That's my favorite meme right now, by the way, is like, interesting facts. And then at the end is, oh yeah, and Jeffrey, Epstein didn't kill himself. What was, oh shit, out of the thing that I sent to the chat go. Oh, uh, someone that I sent to the do-back chat. Hold on. Now that I already muted it, if I can find it immediately. But yeah, um, <laughs> besides that, I got really sick over the weekend and I felt like crap. Uh, it was, oh, here's the church, here's the steeple. Epstein was not was killed by rich pedophile people. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love that. It's also true. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really sick. Wish it was Cookie Cops causing justice, but it wasn't. Uh, on Sunday... And then we recorded you back yesterday, and I was dying. Uh, and now I'm mostly better. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, Jared, how was your week? My week was pretty dope. Uh, I got to go see the AEW Dynamite match with TJ in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that was so much fucking fun. Uh, I think I may have finally been turned into a pro wrestling guy. Uh not enough to talk on Jerk the Curtain because I'm not at that level quite yet, but I quite enjoyed it. Uh, very, very much fun there. Uh, got to hang out with you and Kaysen over the weekend. We went to the Geo's Halloween party. Had a good time there. Um, I'm so upset Spencer doesn't get to hear about the fucking cross. Oh, you're right. Oh, God oh, right. damn it. Okay. Oh, I hope you're listening to this, Smallville. Okay. So, at the Okay, Geos, Lois. <laughs> I call him Smallville all the time. I know, but I'm going to start calling you Lois. I'm not Lois. You're Lois. I'm Bruce. I'm the Bruce to his Clark. You're Lois. I am not Lois Lane. You're the love of his life. Not that there's any... <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with being Lois Lane. I'm just not a Lois Lane type. Um, but we have <laughs> the love of his life. Um, Am I wrong? Not entirely. Uh, but I'm we such a Hal Jordan right now. Yeah, yeah. This is a conversation we had earlier. We um, we at the Geo's Halloween party, and there was a guy there who's actually friends with the band, dressed in a Jesus costume with the wig and the beard. Um, and he had a giant plywood cross with him. Nothing unusual. No, yeah. You know, I, I'm so used to seeing weird shit in my life in Latrobe. I just, I don't fucking flinch anymore. Um, but, uh, I worked the next day and had to clean up the joint <laughs> and he fucking, <laughs> I went into the back bar to vacuum and aside from the barges being trashed from the night before, the cross is just sitting in the fucking middle of the room. And I moved it onto the dance floor once the band had come in and packed up all their fucking shit. This also, they, I told the guy, because he came in, it was like, hey, don't forget your cross. You know, like you do. Like you do. 
He's like, don't forget your fucking giant cross. And he's like, oh, I won't forget it. I won't forget it. I come back to finally vacuum once they're done packing up the shit. He forgets it. So I move it onto the dance floor for a minute, which my mom can see from the bar. And she goes, hey, um, can you not put that in just in the middle of the bar? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it downstairs. But the only way for me to get downstairs with this fucking thing was to walk the whole way through the parking lot with it. And it was so big. Like, I literally had to throw it over my shoulders. So what you're saying is you had to bear a cross for your job. Uh-huh. Expect a picture of me soon hanging in a <laughs> crucifix pose from grocery carts. Moving on. <laughs> I have to one-up you on this. <laughs> if you don't get fired... For the rest of the year, you're my free guest. You're my free guest at AMC. They can't fire me for that shit. We have a druggie who's abusing the call-off system. (laughs) Because we live in a society. Society. I'll Um, tell you more about that off the air. Oh, boy. Um, So there's that. And then I found out Sunday that... Oh, this boring-ass news. All right. (laughs) That uh, I am going to be going to Galaxy's Edge uh, after Thanksgiving on Black Friday to the Monday to Black Friday to Cyber Monday uh, because consumerism controls our calendar. Uh, I I wouldn't I'm not going to lie, though. I wouldn't miss now. It's Black Thursday. Like it's not Black Friday anymore. Shit happens six o'clock Thanksgiving night, which I used to give a shit about. I was like, this is absurd. This is disgusting. No, I don't really care. I don't do Thanksgiving that much anymore. And uh, working it is so much fun because you see some crazy ass shit. I don't know. I love Thanksgiving and I love all the – there's a lot of people I only get to see at Thanksgiving at this point in my life. That's fair. But I'm I'm also at the point where I want to I want to just avoid the question, hey, what are you doing with your life? And I'm just like, dog, at this point, I'm ready to die. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to make it happen. the second show in a row I have to tell you to stop saying shit like that. Like, I'm not going to make it happen, but if God wants to make a point of me, he can make a point of me. Stop! (laughs) I was going to, like, start gushing over you at the end of the show and how hard you've been working, like, despite being sick, and I'm really upset with you right now. I mean, I'm going to keep working hard at this. That's not about working hard. I love you. Don't say shit like that. I love you, too. You're like my big brother. Knock it off. But I'm going to Galaxy's Edge and I'm going to fucking cry a lot. Get them to sponsor us. <laughs> Get Disney to sponsor us. Yeah, that's going to happen. I want pictures. I want like the usual like you get the pictures of them at every part of the park, every part of the park, but they're like giving the big smile. I want that but you just grossly sobbing. <laughs> Like me I know, standing in front of like the entrance, ah! uh, me standing in front of the first order shuttle. Ah! Yeah, me like me standing next to Kylo Ren, having to like cover my crotch. <laughs> you like have your you have your hands in your pockets, and they're like awkwardly placed that so you can't tell. <laughs> or you're holding a stack of books, like yeah. a stack of textbooks. <laughs> See, this is why I'm so pissed you were sick on Dubek yesterday. <laughs> I made it work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, 
tune in to do back once that happens so you guys can hear uh my um All thoughts on galaxy's edge and everything uh whenever this is going to be until november but whenever that happens it'll be uh since it'll be thanksgiving break it'll probably end up being um or no i don't think i'd miss you probably won't miss this i won't miss hall of heroes do back and probably yeah if you guys want to use the trivia episode or like i said like at that point spencer and there's like it'll be again it'll be thanksgiving so michael mike would be off yeah we'll we'll figure something out yeah we have a month to, we have a month which means the day before we're going to go hey what do we want to do yeah <laughs> which also means we now have a deadline for the audio commentaries which uh tune in on do back discussion because our phantom menace audio commentary is up Go give that a listen while you catch up on your Star Wars movies leading up to the rise of Skywalker. Speaking of movies, movies do well at the box office. You know what movie's doing really well at the box office right now, Jared? Maleficent. <laughs> sure, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I think it is. I'm pretty sure like Maleficent knocked Joker down this week, actually. I mean, Joker's been out for like a month and had to happen eventually. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> But speaking of Joker, <laughs> I tried real hard, okay? Um, Joker is now the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. The Invasion of the Clowns is complete. Go home, I will do this episode by myself. That's in the fucking article. Fight me, it's here. This is the last episode of Hall of Heroes. <laughs> We're not going to make it to Avengers 5, everybody. <laughs> this is from Entertainment Weekly, by the way. You can fact check me. This line is in the article. Um, but Warner Bros. gritty supervillain movie Joker has become the highest grossing R-rated film ever at the worldwide box office. Not adjusted for inflation. Who the fucking just for inflation? I'll tell you who, not the government. Oh! Was that you or the article? Me. That would be really incredible if it was the article. Yeah. Um, beating out Fox's Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Uh, through Thursday, Joker has earned $788.1 million, surpassing Deadpool's 782 and its sequel, 785. Uh, including that Deadpool's, Deadpool 2's total was boosted by its PG-13 re-release, which I did not go see. Nor did I. Because I heard it was not worth it. Like, I expected them to make more like, oh, we can't say the fuck word jokes, you know. Uh, and then they apparently like it was literally like a TV cut version of the movie, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that except for money. Uh, let's see. Everything else is shit we already learned. Yeah, that's the main thing. Oh, um, you want to talk about the way Ryan Reynolds shouted out Joker? Did you see that? Nah, probably, but it's it's been more than like two hours, so I forgot. That's not even me, like, joking. I'm dead serious. I know you're not doing a bit, and that's what makes it hilarious. So it's the iconic scene of Joker <laughs> on the fucking steps. And then going up the steps, it's all of the highest ranking yeah, okay. movies, uh, R-rated movies. And, like, the, the stairs say Ted, Mr. Gray, the wolf pack, he, the stars of it, uh... Ted, Mr. Gray, the Wolf Pack, Hugh Jackman, Jesus, Pennywise, Neo, Deadpool, a heart, and then Joker doing the ah thing, and it says, you motherfucker. 
Yeah, okay. I did see that. Uh and then uh, Ryan Reynolds' caption said, R-rated box office congratulatory posts aren't like the ones you're used to. So, yeah. Congrats to Joker. Congrats, uh, yeah, congrats to everyone involved in the movie. We had some things to say, but like, yeah. it was still good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like it, it deserves this, I think. To some degree. It gives us a direction. Okay, let me say one thing. Okay. And I'm going to leave it here because I don't want to come off, um, unlike some filmmakers, incredibly pretentious and dickish, and I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. However, Joker is not as deep as it thinks it is. and It is, just not in the ways it wants to be. And there's a lot of people that. who I think because Joker acts like it's deep – perceive joker is deep rick and morty thinks it's intelligent so its audience thinks it's intelligent yeah we just had this discussion off the air yeah we literally just had this conversation um rick and morty is intelligent but it's not in the way that that the fans think it is and the show starts to accommodate the fans perception of it same thing with this movie the same way deadpool and the office aren't funny in the way most people understand it to be funny Michael Scott isn't funny. Michael Scott's need to be the center of attention is funny because it's pathetic. <clears throat> Same thing with Deadpool, to a point. I don't. I, I have a lot of complicated opinions about all of this. Congrats to everybody involved. This is probably going to be the last we talk about Joker now that it's done all the box office things. Hopefully, like, I can't see any other, like, unless it crosses a billion, which I honestly... <laughs> wow. Like, I don't, at this point, like, it took a month to hit, you know, 788 or whatever it's at. Yeah. It hasn't released in China yet, I don't believe. So. I don't even think it can at this point. Which, yeah. open in China, because. I don't know what our analytics look like. Um, (laughs) So, some of y'all might not be hearing this episode. I saw this one Joker cosplayer I follow on. Instagram, Smilex Dylan, give him a follow. Fucking amazing at what he does. Try to order one of the riot masks from somebody who makes replica props online. This person lived in Hong Kong. Ooh. And he got an email from this person that said, hey, they're not letting us ship out masks like this right now. Because there were people in the Hong Kong riots <clears throat> yeah. wearing the Joker masks. I could very easily see that being an issue. So I don't even know if if Joker's open in China already. I don't I believe know. when I read the like the first couple articles of it, it like crossed this threshold because it happened during the week. Yeah. Um. Not the day after we recorded last week's episode, thankfully. Yeah. Give us forty eight hours before you break news. Yeah. At least. Um, we're telling all the traits as we have that authority. Just wait a couple days so yeah, that we don't just, get angry. Like, don't don't have anything happen. It's like Benny Off and Weiss backing out of a Star Wars trilogy three hours after we hit the stop button. Yeah, it's fine. Shit like that. Uh, <laughs> I can't complain about the Mandalorian trailer because that was our call. Yeah. Um, which I still I still say was the right call. I agree because I got to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere, like, notably, it hasn't been released in China. But at this point, it might not be. Or it's going to be really, really late. And then it'll bump up. But even then, still. 
if it gets there, we'll talk about it. Or if anything like incredibly bad happens to someone in the production team, you know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Not that I'm hoping for that. <laughs> also, I happy belated birthday to Joaquin Phoenix. Oh yeah, it was yesterday when we record this. <clears throat> so yeah, congratulations to everybody involved with the Joker. I don't want to talk about Joker anymore. I've had enough. That seems fair. <laughs> Let's talk about um, these alternate takes. Oh, I'm of, so excited to talk about. I'm this. inevitable. I wish that like everyone hyped this up that he gave like several different versions and he really didn't. Yeah, I think the only other one that's like everybody talked about how they toyed with Iron Man just saying "fuck you." Yeah, which, which is like I don't why? like it. <laughs> It's so unnecessarily edgy. They already they already used shit way more times in that movie than I ever expected them to in a good way. Yeah. Like, my favorite goof in all of Marvel now is, like, Tony realizing he solved time travel. Just slumping back down. Shit! Yeah. <laughs> that was a good impression, but you get my point. Yeah. I mean, you have to have, like, that whole, like, swell and, like, him with, like, the lollipop in his mouth just going shit <laughs> like it's the confusion shit? yeah all right this is from our friends at collider we don't know anybody at collider but no. we we read we read the things that you guys publish that's what i mean by friends we respect you all uh this is from Vinny mancuso jeff ford became a part of the mcu legend when joe and anthony russo revealed their long run their long running editing partner came up with tony stark's last words to thanos I am Iron Man in Avengers Endgame. When I sat down recently with Ford, who also worked on the Russo's previous MCU entries, uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Infinity War, on the Disney lot, he revealed that there were dozens of alternate versions of Tony's last moments thanks to Robert Downey Jr.'s process. And then this is a direct quote here. <clears throat> the way Robert works is he sometimes likes to explore. He likes to try different things, and because he's an intuitive actor, he likes to do that on do that on camera in case he hits something very special, uh, very often he does. <clears throat> the editor went on to explain how most of these alternate takes were improvisations from the longtime Iron Man actor. When we were putting together the end of the movie, when we shot Tony's last moments in the first round, we shot a bunch of different options. Robert had different ideas. We gave him space to do that. Joe and Anthony are great about improv. We shot a run of different performances for that last moment. Some of them were crazy. Some of them we would have never used. Uh, press for specifics, Ford wouldn't exactly go into detail on the crazier takes. Part of that is the actor's process, and I don't want to peel back the curtain on him too much, he said. But he did dive into the emotional, raw versions and why the finished product eventually needed to act as a counterbalance to Thanos. Some of them were jokes. Some of them were obscenity. Some of them were completely emotional, raw, insane things that he was doing. And then some of them were combinations of all three of those things. What we found as we were cutting these scenes wasn't so much that we needed the needed a special last line for Robert, but then we needed a moment between Thanos and Tony. A moment that wasn't kind of a transaction, but literally, this is how I want it to be, and this is how it is. That would give the audience that moment. The exchange where Thanos says, I am inevitable, and Tony says, I am Iron Man. That couplet is what makes that work. When we found Thanos' line, it led us to Tony's line. We found Thanos' line as part of the structure in the script, he says that line three times in the movie at the beginning before he, his head is taken off in the middle when he watches himself say it again. And then at the end, that symmetry is also why it's interesting. That was a discovery while we were editing. Surprisingly, that 
surprisingly, the take that the creator, the creative team's favorite from the longest time featured Tony firmly established as being all about them quips, not saying anything at all. In that version, Thanos didn't say anything either. He had the gauntlet. He looked at him like, I got you, and snapped. Looked, couldn't believe it, turned to Tony. Tony <laughs> raised his hand and snapped. It was beautiful. It worked really, really well. Uh, but what we found, though, was Thanos needed an arc and endgame. That arc was his sense of inevitability. The story we'd been telling was that Thanos' pitch in that movie is no matter how many times you try and stop me, you can travel in time, you can do all these things, but you're never going to win. It's a sense of destiny of I will always be the one who wins, that we're trying to undo, they're trying to undo destiny. They're going against what happened. For the movie to have thematic uh, coherence, the end of the movie needed to be Thanos saying, I told you you can't win, and for Tony to say, but we can't. Uh, be on the lookout for more of our interview from Thor, uh, for, from Ford throughout the week. At least I did much better than I did trying to read that excerpt from Resistance Reborn. That's true. I completely forgot how to read last night, and that was embarrassing. Um, At least you learned how. I don't know how to read. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, that's some interesting stuff. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of it we already knew. Like, we knew that the original version had them not saying anything. Yeah, because when they when they when the Russos talked about how their editor gave them the the uh, line for Tony, the original version that they were looking at was they didn't say anything. Yeah, which could work just as well. It makes it kind of a blank moment versus like he said, it didn't need to be. They didn't want this like special line for Robert. They wanted it to be a back and forth between Thanos and Tony. Yeah. And what they ended up with was both. I think. Well, I really like when I hear about like the version where they are silent. I kind of like my mind goes to the scene in Pulp Fiction, whenever Bruce Willis comes inside the house and uh, John Travolta's character is on the toilet, and like the Pop Tart thing, and like like the door opens and then the Pop Tart thing comes up and he just he just wastes Vincent. I kind of see that where like it's at like it's super tense. We don't know what's about to happen. We're all freaked out. We don't know what's going on. And then you get overstimulized or stimulate, stimuli, stimulated. Um, we're like, like in Pulp Fiction, it's like tension, 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 tension. Pop Tarts shoots the gun. In this, where it's like tension, 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 snap. What? Shit. Boom. I, I like that. And I also like the idea that, like, if in this movie, Thanos, uh, they point out Thanos says, I, I am inevitable three times. I like the fact that Iron Man has said, I am Iron Man three times over the MCU. Like, three really distinct moments. What's the middle one? Uh, his um, voiceover monologue in three. Oh, yeah, you're right. And that, like... That, that like it's that rule of threes where like he confesses to being Iron Man, he solidifies himself as Iron Man, and he immortalizes himself as Iron Man. Where like you kind of have the reversal of that, where like Thanos proclaims his like pseudo godhood because you know the Russo said that it was kind of like a almost religious spiritual conquest for him in Infinity War. That ends with him essentially proclaiming, "I am God." We watch Thanos kind of look into the future and see 
that see that he can ascend to his own perception of godhood. And then we see him masquerading as the Thanos who became a god in his eyes. Yeah. In that moment. Like he kind of flash. like you can even see it when he gets to the battlefield. Yeah. That he's like in his mind, he's like, I already did this once. It wasn't me. Yeah. But like four years from now, I already did this. So why can't I do it now? What's stopping me? Right. Yeah. I really like that. This is something I really hope some of these alternative takes end up on like the Infinity Saga thing. Yeah. Because I, I mean, would like to see some of them. I, I don't want, necessarily need to see the fuck you, go fuck yourself. I want to see the blooper ones. I want to see it to laugh. Not because I'm like, this is what could have been. But like. I want to legitimately see the re- like legitimate ones that could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And like maybe on a blooper reel, I'd love to see go fuck yourself. But. It's really interesting stuff. I love knowing about like the alternative ways the scene could have gone. Yeah, when I when I picture, I can picture it them saying nothing, and it's yeah. Thanos's thing doesn't change. Like it's the face he makes when he says, "I am inevitable," and then immediately the followed look. up by "Fuck me." Yeah, <laughs> and then Tony, I imagine like he holds up and he kind of gets that smirk he gets. Yeah, and then this kind of wash of relief of like, okay, we won. Yeah. Snap. Right. I kind of like, like the, the idea the, of like Tony maybe even like just grinning and winking. The like he, he like doesn't even into, he, like looking into the camera. Almost like not even necessarily looking at the, I mean the way the camera's positioned it would have looked that way. But like literally just having him look at Thanos like oh well you look at that. You know like something like that I yeah. think would be really fun to watch or like. In his final moments, Tony is this still this walking ball of confidence. I kind of, I don't know, like gun. If I had to pick gun to my head, I don't know if I like snarky, relieved Tony in that final moment, or like righteous fury Tony. Righteous fury Tony. Like that moment of like. I am <clears throat> so happy to waste you and all your fucking am, friends. Like, I'm so happy to have this done with kind of, you yeah. know, because like this is what he's been planning for since he put the suit on. Yeah. Right. Like this is literally his end game. I know. I mean, there's also a part of me that like, you know, like I love the look. Robert Downey Jr.'s best moments as Iron Man are his last three minutes on screen. Where he is, you know, showing his ass during the battle, hugs Peter, realizes what he has to do because Strange holds up the one finger. And like the look of dread on his face when it hits him, I have to say goodbye to Pepper. I don't get to watch my daughter grow up. But she doesn't grow up if I don't do this. (coughs) Going into that righteous fury. Where it's like both, I'm making you pay for what you did the first time you snapped, and I'm preemptively killing you before you can do it again. Go to hell. It's, it, there's just so much to unpack with those moments. It's it's hard to like pick. With, like I I think at the end of the day, the superior one is the one they went with. Yeah, but there's a lot to unpack with Tony's emotions depending on which one you go with. So. Lots of cool stuff. 
but these movies aren't inspiring or deep in any way. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting on. there. We're getting there moving later. On. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, I like Superman. You do like Superman. I like Superman quite a bit. I like the CW Superman. I do too. I think I think Tyler Hecklin does a phenomenal, like, way above his pay grade job at being Superman and Clark Kent. <laughs> and now he's getting his own show. And I'm so happy. I'm happy for you. Um, Deadline reports Superman and Lois TV series with Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth Tulak. Tulach? Not sure. We'll go with it. Uh, in the works at the CW. Oh boy, now I gotta read again. Taking a good guess here. The CW's DC Universe is eyeing another major expansion with Superman and Lois, a present day drama based on the DC characters. Starring Supergirl's, no kidding. Yeah. Starring Supergirl's Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth Tulak and as the iconic couple. The hour why well, say the hour long project is it's an hour long episode? Is that what that means? I guess. Uh now in development hails from the Flash executive producer Todd Help uh, Helbing, DC Universe architect Greg Berlanti, and Warner Brothers TV where Helbing and Berlanti are under deals. Written by Helbing based on the DC characters uh, created by the guys who made Superman. I don't – Jerry Seigel? Siegel? Jo- uh, and Joe Seigel. Schuster. Yeah, Seigel. Jerry uh, Siegel. And Joe Schuster. Uh, Superman and Lois revolves around the TV's – the fuck. I'm turning into you. I love you. Uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Around the world's most famous superhero and comic book's most famous journalist as they deal with all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. Because they had to... We live in a society! Fuck you. Holy shit, I didn't clip? Uh, just barely. Ooh. Like, you might have a little bit there. Ah, damn it. Um, but so, for those who haven't kept up, Supergirl wrote... Superman off the show for the back half of their last season. Not like wrote him off, wrote him off, yeah. but like got him out of the script because the back half of the season dealt with Lex Luthor. And to have yeah. that on a Supergirl show and not just be, all right, Clark's taking over. Yeah, like, like, I've, I've like, dealt with this fucker like, before. Like, Kara, this is my guy. Just let me, let yeah. me, please. Let me take one more crack at him. And they do that by having them, uh, having Clark propose to Lois. Or no, wait. No, that's before. Never mind. They do it. Maybe it's a, maybe it's both. He proposes. They find out they're having a kid, um, and they fly off to raise the kid in peace. And then while that's happening, Lex shows up and shit hits the fan. So we still haven't seen Clark back in any way in Supergirl yet. Yeah. Uh, slight, not spoilers, but like. Insight into what I'm going to talk about later. They just – it was reported during Comic-Con-ish time that <coughs> – that – that um they were writing Jimmy Olsen off the show, off of Supergirl. Yeah. Which happened this week on this past Sunday's episode. But he didn't go back to Metropolis. And I'm wondering if he's going to get picked up and go – like end up being on the Superman show. Yeah. So there's keep, that. Yeah, just just keep talking. I'm not gonna Oh uh, no, I nope, I'm not gonna keep talking. Fuck you. 
Thanks. <laughs> I needed that today. <laughs> We're not going to say what it was. <laughs> nope. We're just going to move on. <laughs> We're just going to move on right along. Uh, I've said on this show before, I will die on this hill. That we Tyler, should unionize? That too. That Tyler Hecklin is my favorite live action Superman. He is – he fantastically portrays the dichotomy of Clark Kent and Superman where when he's Superman, he's commanding of the situation and he knows what he's doing because he's he's been Superman for a long time. But when he's Clark, he's the – you know, the, the small-mannered, soft-spoken kid from Smallville, right? The Yeah. And like he just does that so well and he deserves his own show. I'm glad he's getting one. From what I've seen of him, he's probably my favorite live action Superman. He's he's phenomenal. And like their their Lois hasn't had enough time to stretch her legs as Lois Lane. So excited to see her actually get to like flesh out the character a bit. Uh this is the first CW show of like a headliner headliner. Yeah. Right? Like in a up, long time since Smallville. <laughs> yeah. Like up until now we had The Flash, which yeah. like is what most people like if you watch one CW Arrowverse show, you watch The Flash. Yeah. Um but this might and I think maybe cuz there were like cuz you you either watch Arrow cuz it's the first one or you watch The Flash because it's The Flash. Yeah. Uh and I think this might be their way of like okay, we know we're retiring our headliner and we still have Flash. But we have to make you think we're getting rid of him. So here's this other big name headliner show. Yeah. So. Do you think at any point they finally pull the trigger on having Batman be on the CW? Because we've been dancing around that since Smallville. So. They. Like, aside from the cowl on Lee and you. Yeah. And that's even. That's on Earth too. Yeah. They've mentioned. In Supergirl, that uh, Clark used to work. They don't outright outwardly say. I remember seeing this clip where she made a joke where she was like, "Oh yeah, he used to work with a guy that loved gadgets or whatever." And it's like, yeah, she worked. He worked with a vigilante one time. Crazy dude, lots of gadgets. (laughs) Something I remember seeing that clip. Yeah, basically confirmed that Bruce or that Clark already knows Bruce. Um. And also, uh, if they – this would be easier to determine if they do it if they merge Supergirl's Earth into Earth 1 Yeah. by the end of this. It would make things so much easier, especially now that we don't have Vibe proper. He um, – spoilers for last season of Flash. He took his powers away. He gave himself a cure for his metahuman gene at the end of the last Flash season. Okay. So they don't have like an immediate way to hop Earths anymore. Okay. Besides Barry, like I'm sure they have a bunch of fucking jumpers saved up, you know, little disc things they yeah. used. Uh, and Bar- I think Barry can still hop Earth using the Speed Force. Um, they're never really clear about, you know, it's pseudoscience. Yeah. Who cares? But um, we're gonna say a lot of really big words really fast, and we're gonna make you think that any of this makes sense. Exactly. Um. So if they manage to merge those Earths together, we can then feasibly have. Because we have the Bruce that has been retired for three years on Earth-1 with Batwoman. Yeah. And we have un- the unknown Bruce in Earth-2. 
34 or 38. I forget where Supergirl is. Despite the title, we actually the episode of Dubeck actually went up the right way. Yeah, I told you. That, what do you think? On I, Spotify. Yeah, I look for it on Spotify. Oh, I thought you meant like you just saw the tweet. No. Like the auto tweet. I didn't realize you saw it on Spotify. Yeah. Sometimes I don't get to the auto tweet in time. Like it gets buried by shit. Oh, okay. I thought you saw the auto tweet. That's why. Anyway, sorry. <coughs> no, you're good. So, um, yeah, like if they merged Earths by the end of Crisis, then I could say probably we at some point we might in the same way that they introduced because they're doing something very similar in Batwoman where – I keep forgetting that Batwoman exists, so other, the odds of us getting a Batman are almost a guarantee at this point then. Yeah, like in the beginning of Supergirl, she was messaging Clark almost every episode through an IM thing. Oh, okay. And in, in Super Superwoman, in Batwoman, I keep – I'm trying so hard not to say Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, in Batwoman, she's like writing diary notes or like letters to Bruce because she doesn't know where oh, he is. Okay. But like that's her narration is her yeah. like – talking to bruce i'll get more into that in the cw recap because there's some stuff i want to talk about okay but yeah, i am super excited for this show this is going to be probably end up being my new favorite wow uh, i'm just gonna say that off the jump like i love clark i love superman i love tyler hecklin as that character yeah and to see something a little different because it's going to be them raising john yeah like it's uh, it i don't need it to be you know, Superman flies around, beats up bad guys. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna enjoy the like. How do I balance being the world's finest and a father? Right. Yeah. So, super duper excited for that. I don't blame you. Uh, what was next? Uh, the next story. Uh, the brave journalists over at the Daily Bugle. Ah uh, yes. Have uh, released finally. The final moments of the hero, Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio. It's going to be an ad. Oh, shit. That wasn't exclusive. I managed to send the elemental back to the dimensional rift, but I don't think I'm going to make it off this bridge alive. Spider-Man attacked me for some reason. He has an army of weaponized drones. Are you sure you want to commence the drone attack? There will be significant casualties. Do it! Execute them all! God bless the Daily Bugle. I love the fact that this whole thing exists. I really, I, really, really hope they utilize this moving forward. I wish there was more to like. It, it's just a front for Sony. Like it's a Sony website. Yeah. Um, I, I said that like it was a, a super negative thing. Yeah. It's not. But like they have a sign up button and it's basically like sign up for Sony yeah. like n- news pushes, which like okay, whatever. But it would have been so funny if you could sign up for the Daily Bugle and you get like bought ads of like yeah. Daily Bugle articles. I think that would have been cute. So I remember referring amazing uh, during Amazing Spider-Man two, they did something like this because the Bugle had like a pseudo role <gasps> in Tasm two. Tasm. I really, really hope that they double down on this moving forward because I know like before I think it was like a Reddit page that they had set up for the Bugle, and it was just like occasional. Like, oh, hey, uh, here's this villain who's not a villain yet. Like, Well, now that we now that we know we're getting Spider-Man 3 uh, subtitle whenever, you know, in 2021. Yeah. I think by the time that comes out, we'll start seeing some promo material come through here of just like little clips. That's going to be a lot of fun. I just love that this exists so much. Yeah. I, this is so funny. I'm, like, the again, like the fact that they've structured it to like look like info wars and shit. Because that's how it would be in this day. Exactly. Right. I want to see – I want to know though if like 
<coughs> I love this. <laughs> I want to. I want to know if J. Jonah Jameson in, in the MCU timeline is the like. It's the route of the PS4 game where like he's this Pulitzer Prize winning journalist yeah, who went fucking nuts, nuts because of Spider Man. <laughs> or if this is like. He's, he's always been this fucking crazy <laughs> and he got his following on YouTube or whatever. Like, I'd love that. I, I, oh, I don't know how I'd want it. I, there's a part of me that like the Spider-Man purist in me loves the idea of like him being a real journalist, of, like JJ, like being good at his job. But like, there's something about Spider-Man that makes him throw all of his morals out the window. Cause he just doesn't yeah. understand it. And then there's another part of me that like legitimately wants her to be an Alex Jones in the MCU. You crazy motherfucker. That like there's just something about like imagining what, you know, the the chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay when there's actual fucking superheroes. How that person handles living in that world. Like I, I wanna see cause obviously this is a well known website at this point. I wanna see how this guy covered the Avengers. Yeah. Like any Avengers incident, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it, Sokovia was an inside job. job. Sokovia never happened. So oh my god. Sokovia didn't happen. That needs to be a shirt. Like Sokovia <laughs> Truthers. Do you think the MCU's J. Jonah Jameson is a flat earther? I don't okay. It would be so hard to be a flat earther in the MCU. <coughs> Oh, you know they exist. It's hard to be a flat earther in real life. Are you fucking kidding? Okay. It's much harder to be a flat earther when literal aliens have invaded Earth. I guess. That's what I'm saying. Aliens land tomorrow and say, your planet is a disc. What do you do? <laughs> I start apologizing to people online. Even though they could prove back in ancient fucking Egypt that the Earth was round. Hey, dinosaurs have feathers. They do. And they also prove that the Earth was fucking spherical. <laughs> what if dinosaurs weren't real? That'd be some shit. Every, jet, every era of human history has us fantasizing about dragons. What if dinosaurs are the proto-dragon? That just never existed. We were just scared. Welcome to Magic the Gathering 101 where that happened. Where what happened? Uh, a couple years ago, they went to this plane called Ixalan and the whole thing was it was going to be pirates and dinosaurs. Oh. And everyone – like when they released the dinosaur cards, everyone just went, so these are just not dragons. <laughs> they're not like, dragon dragons. Like the designs are beautiful. And because they're like feathered, but they're like neon colored feathered. They're so gorgeous. Like the dinosaurs in Magic are gorgeous. Um, but like the way the cards are designed, you're just it's just like oh, they're dragons, but a different D word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love. Uh, we 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 need to start making MCU Truther shirts now. <laughs> Sokovia was Sokovia was an inside job. Um. How do you think he felt about Civil War? This went this went way more in depth than either of us ever okay, planned. Hold on, let me think. Whose side is he on for Civil War? Who do? Because like on one hand, J. Jonah Jameson thinks the whole Civil War incident was a false flag. Yeah, 
It was all of it was staged. He thinks all of it was staged. Like which, which he's again, right about part of it. That's true. He's right about part of it. <clears throat> but oh man, we have a lot to discuss. We have a lot to think about moving forward. At people at home who should like please start tweeting at us. Thousand, there's a over two thousand of you who listen. Get on Twitter and follow us already. God damn it! We why want doesn't to talk Spotify to have a comment system? Why doesn't Spotify have a comment section? I know why it doesn't, but like. <laughs> You're right. Um, good idea. But like, <laughs> t- please tweet at us what you think J. Jonah Jameson thinks of major MCU events. <sighs> Speaking of old men with hot takes. Oh, like butter. Every time I tell like you. Jared, what happened to this uh, last week being the last time we talked about this? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, thank you for giving me an opportunity here. I did not want to talk anymore about old men with bad takes. However, it looks like the saga of old men having bad takes came to an end with this two-part story. I wasn't going to include the Bob Iger thing, but since we're talking about Scorsese's new comments, we might as well bring up what Iger said. So I'm just going to read the Iger quote, and then I'm Scorsese. I haven't actually seen the Scorsese walk back, and Coppola. Ooh, I, I just smacked my microphone. Uh, and Coppola had another comment right before we went live, too. Ugh. Not it, it was a half walk back. Uh, I, I semi remember what it was. Uh, I know. We'll get to it in a minute. Fuck me. So here's Bob's quote. I'm puzzled by it. If they want to bitch about movies, it's certainly their right. It seems so disrespectful to all the people who work on those films who are working just as hard as the people who are working on their films and are putting their creative souls on the line just like they are. Um are you telling me that Ryan Coogler making Black Panther is doing something that somehow or another is less than anything Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola have ever done on any one of their movies? Come on. And like 100% slam dunk. Uh, I saw um, in some of the cancerous Facebook groups <laughs> I'm in for research oh, purposes. fuck me. Um like once that quote came out, a bunch of people were like, "Of course, Bob Iger brought up Black Panther." Urgh. Like, uh, we can tell you're racist. Just stop, please. But I'm um, not. I swear I'm not. I have a black friend. I'm just saying, if we get Black Panther, we should get. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Black Panther's so important, why don't we have more white superheroes? Um. But yeah, Bob Iger's right. I said this off the mic and I'll say it again. Like, a part of me feels icky with deifying the CEO of a mega corporation. But like, he helps really good movies get made. So he's not wrong on this front. So Yeah. And uh, Scorsese's quote-unquote walk back. I'm reading this for the first time. This is coming from Collider, who yeah. immediately after this quote have, as tired as this debate might be getting, and they're right. <laughs> uh, for them, my concern is losing to the screens to massive theme park films, which I say again, they're their own new art form. Cinema now is changing. <coughs> the cough is part of the quote. <laughs> we have so many venues. There are so many ways to make films so enjoyable. Fine, go and it's an event and it's great to go to an event like an amusement park, but don't crowd out Greta Gerwig and don't crowd out Paul Thomas Anderson and he lists a bunch of people. And like – and 
Coppola said something similar in his quote unquote walk back where he was again, he's more concerned about the franchise aspect. And like, again, I get that. And I would believe you if it weren't for the fact that I know if you had your hand in any of it and you made a dime off of the MCU, yeah. you wouldn't say a word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, not even in the like, you're not allowed to diss the MCU by contract. Like, you would just, yeah, the MCU is fucking great. Look at all this fucking money I'm making. Uh, here's my thing. And like, I don't. <clears throat> I. Whenever this all happened, it was, I think it was under Jennifer Aniston was talking shit. Um, Mike Kalinowski had a really, really interesting tweet where he mentioned something to the effect of like, I don't understand why so many MCU stands get like really fucking angry when people criticize the MCU. And like, you can have genuine criticisms about the films. That's fine. It's coming you, after it. It's artistic integrity is what frustrates me. Exactly. Like saying it's not art, saying it's not cinema. Yeah. Like that, that, saying, that's, that's, that's what frustrates saying me. Saying it holds no artistic value upsets me. Agreed. Like just because like you can go like you can say I didn't you can have the opinion of the MCU Spider-Man films aren't good. And I will say that's great that you have that opinion. We can debate this all day. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's your opinion and you're allowed to have it. Precisely. And to that extent, I have to extend that somewhat to these opinions about the MCU as well. Yeah. But like there's something that angers me and it goes back to what Bob Iger said where like you can't look at something like Ryan Coogler directing Black Panther and say that that doesn't mean something. Yeah. You can't look at Captain Marvel and say that that doesn't mean something because it does. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what frustrates me the most about this is that it's like the – it's it's the I don't understand it and therefore it's un- invalid argument. <clears throat> like you can say that like, oh, it's not real cinema. Like, OK, whatever. I don't want to hear it. Like you're just being snobbish and you're gatekeeping. When it turns into they're devoid of all artistic integrity, then I have issue. Like when – I don't even remember what exactly she said. But like whatever Jennifer Aniston said and it's like, like she was like, oh, there's too many. Like – like, okay, when's your next Adam Sandler comedy coming out? Like, you know, shut the fuck up. That agitates me. Um, I still don't like the way that, like, Marvel movies aren't to blame for over-franchise, for franchise oversaturation. I agree. Like, Disney and Marvel struck gold with the MCU. And I then think- every other studio attempted it. And it's not Fucked their fault. It's not their fault <clears throat> that like now we have eighteen Godzilla reboots and eight. Like uh, I, I understand. Like everybody wants to blame. Oh, it's it's, it's another Marvel movie. Like just I don't, <coughs> I don't I don't I don't enjoy. Like you're allowed to not like the movies, but like I, I just think it's so vapid and inconsiderate, inconsiderate, ignorant, ignorant on a level to be like this is devoid of like human emotion. I don't understand how you watch any of these movies and think that. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I can say right now that I didn't say last week. Yeah. Right? It's like, exactly that. Like, I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't understand their stance and I, maybe there's slight bias on our part. I don't know. Like, we've loved these characters and these stories our whole lives, regardless if they were put to the film. And like, 
there's a part of me that knows that they like I will never watch a Marvel movie and not be happy with it for the most part, you know, barring acts of God. And so my favorite legal phrase. So like th- there's bias there. There is. And I can admit that. Yeah. But at the same time, like there's bias in someone – again, I stand by my stance. The only reason they made these comments is because they haven't made a dime off the MCU. I don't think they've actually ever like watched anything from the MCU. Of course they haven't. I, I, I truly don't. And like that's fine. Like you don't have to. But like – Yeah. If that like – The fact that none of their quotes like go into specifics on anything. Like if any of them had said I think they're devoid of like true human <laughs> – emotion and exploration and then elaborated on like like for example this arc i don't think this felt real and felt human spider-man had money this is bullshit (laughs) spider-man went on a cross-country uh uh, international field trip like you know if, if they had cited something but like i think their only argument is we made a bunch they made a bunch and people liked them. And that can't yeah. be right because I made a bunch of movies and they didn't like all of mine. Well, like, and, and that's the other thing is that like, again, like a lot of studios have started to like hunker down on their franchises because it's 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 an easy way to make money. You know, like there's at this point, there's a lot of there. Look at how much like awkward press Joker has gotten and how much awkward press the Batman is getting because people want to know if Joaquin Phoenix will be in the Batman. Yeah. At any like if he's gonna come back at any point. And it's like not even the studios have said, like, no. Yeah. He, like these are not connected. It's its own thing, it's a standalone film, and people just won't let it go. It's not even the studio's fault at this point. Yeah, I, you know? exactly. And you have the franchise you have like studios with their tentpole <laughs> franchises that they're going to lead with at this point. Like Paramount is going to do everything in their fucking power to lead the charge with Mission Impossible and stuff like that. And everything under Paramount's purview and Universal is going to do the same thing with like its monster movies and shit. And Warner Brothers has all this DC and uh, DC stuff. And, you know, Disney is fucking Disney. (laughs) So, you know, they can slap their name on anything and it's just incredibly marketable. Like all of them have their flagship like – Franchises are the way to go right now. People trust in franchises because there is a certain level of quality that they can expect from it because they know what they're getting. And that's how people feel and that's what people feel comfortable with, especially because how expensive the movie going experience is at this point. Let it go. I don't want to talk about these this anymore. <laughs> like a joker, I'm done talking about this shit. What if hold on. But what if next week Zack Snyder weighs in. <laughs> oh my god. That would be fucking hilarious. If fucking Snyder Cut Boy has anything to say about Marvel movies, the whole episode is about that. Please get me a bottle of water too. You're up next. I know. Uh, wait, did I skip a story? No, I didn't. Okay. So our last real story here before we get into uh, the CW Titans talk uh, we have oh so my fucking eyes. Ah, 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 ah. Oh fuck! I keep pushing ahead against my skin. Shit! Fuck! Damn it! Dick. Okay. 
You're welcome. <laughs> Son of bitch. Do we give them context? <laughs> Fucking bastard. This is what happens when it's just the two of us. Uh, and Travis snuck up behind me and dropped the very cold water bottle down the back of my shirt. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I need to tr- I need to trim my beard and mustache because it's doing that thing where it's getting in my nose and my whole face is itchy. Yep. So <laughs> we got confirmation uh, the other day. That Pedro Pascal of Game of Thrones and the Mandalorian fame is going to be playing uh, Maxwell Lord in Wonder Woman 1984. Neato. Yep, I'm get into this story. Uh, fans have to wait a little bit longer to finally see Wonder Woman 1984, but if the original film is anything to go by, it will be more than worth the wait. We know very little about the anticipated film other than that Gal Gadot is uh, returning to the role along with uh, Chris Pine and director Patty Jenkins. The film is, of course, set in the 80s. Uh, that said, an earlier report suggested that Maxwell Lord would be in the film and have Pedro Pascal bringing uh, that character to life. And it seems Jenkins just confirmed at the least the first part of the rumor. Jenkins took to social media and shared an image of Maxwell Lord with the caption, well, well, hello, Max. Hashtag uh, WW1984. That pretty much cements the first part of the rumor. And she uh, might have also put the second part to bed as well as she tagged Pedro Pascal on the image of Maxwell Lord uh, to boot. So, uh, yeah. Another feather in the particular cap is the fact that the suit Maxwell Lord is wearing in the image pretty much lines up with an image she shared of Pascal on the set of Wonder Woman 1984 before. Uh, which fe- uh, featured him in a business suit in the back of a car. Uh, he certainly looks the part of Lord, and we can't wait to see him in action. So, yeah, Pedro Pascal is one, uh, absolutely killing it right now. Another Tiger Watiti, I tell you. Yeah, he's he's showing up in all the franchises right now. Yeah. So, love Pedro Pascal. I think this is a great uh, fit for him to play Maxwell Lord. Super excited for it. Notably not our first live-action version of Maxwell Lord. He was in season one of Supergirl. Yes. And then mysteriously vanished off the show once it went to the CW. Moving on. That's not a joke. They just wrote him out of the show. Like they just stopped addressing his existence? Pretty, they actually pretty wrote much. Him off? They, no, they just like, I think he gets a name drop once in season two and then never again. I think... Like the Suicide Squad fuckery that happened? Here's my crackpot theory. <laughs> Lots of those this week. Yeah. Actual crackpot theory. Like, this has no basis <laughs> whatsoever. At all. And I'm inferring a lot about the CW right now. So in season one, it they are they because again, the show was on CBS, was not the CW writers. Uh and then when they did the Flash crossover, I think they realized like, yeah, we'll just sell this off the CW, it's fine. Um, they were setting up a potential romance between Alex Danvers and Maxwell Lord in this like I hate you but I like you but I hate you but I like you yeah. kind of thing where they're always at odds but there's an attraction there 
And then in season two, Alex comes out as gay. Oh, okay. And so I think in that... Again, not to be like, they're pushing their agenda. But like, I think they wanted to have an LGBT character on Supergirl. They saw an opportunity with Alex and then were like, well, if we have this happen and keep Maxwell around, that gets kind of awkward. We just won't use him anymore. Okay. So, yeah. Again, crackpot theory. See, I was more leaning towards it. Maybe they uh, yanked him out because they were going to use him in a movie and the CW is, and Warner Brothers has done that to the CW before. So. True, but like they're teasing Batman so much now that I can't imagine. Especially, oh, yeah. especially with Crisis going on. Like they'd want all hands on deck. Not that like, like we might see him again at some point this season. Yeah. I wouldn't be like I liked Maxwell in season one of Supergirl, but. Yeah. Excited to see this version of Wonder Woman 1984. Eventually, after I watch the the first one, someday. I know. What? I know. You're making us look bad. I'm sorry. Our MCU podcast. <laughs> it's not because, like, I have this hatred of Wonder Woman or DC. It's just that, like, this is post-Justice League. And not that I had, like, bad hopes in the movie. Like, it had gotten good reviews, and I was like... All right, I'll go Wonder see Wonder Woman it. came out before Justice League. Did it? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Huh? It was after Batman v Superman. I still had a bad taste in my <laughs> mouth. And um, I remember because I was home, but I was working a lot. And I just, like, I never got around to seeing it when it came out. And then I just didn't worry about it. And then I really didn't worry about it. It is excellent. You need to watch it. Which is all I've heard. I'm just lazy. He says that he's editing three different podcasts a week. Yeah, shut the fuck up. All right, talk about your TV shows, you fucker. I didn't get a chance to watch Watchmen this week, so I'll talk about this you episode piece next of week. Shit. Next week. Okay. Uh, where do I start? Um, this will go to Supergirl. Because I already kind of mentioned they wrote Jimmy off the show this week. Jimmy Olsen, James Olsen. Um, again, maybe so that they can use him in Superman and Lois, or so the actor can go work on other projects. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100 percent on that. Uh this show had some real bad CG in it this week. They were fighting another Martian, so like, oh, is that the one that uh, Mark put on Twitter? Yes. Yikes! It's, that's the opening of this episode, dude. It looked so rubbery. It's it's not good. It's not good. Um, and I, how and did I, that make it on, to, on the air? I saw, so in that thing that Mar retweeted, I saw the person said like, how, why didn't these shows get picked up by DC universe so that they had some kind of budget? Yeah. My response to that is they still refuse to animate beast boy into anything other than just <laughs> a human. Like they've shown Raven's powers a little bit in the past, like this season. That's good. Yeah. Beast boy has turned into a snake. A snack. And they showed Danger Noodle. They had one singular shot of him as a tiger three episodes ago. <laughs> that was it. We haven't seen him like change into anything yet besides the snake, and even that was off camera. 
So like, oh yeah, you're right. I remember you said that. Yeah. So like to be like they would have a budget on DC Universe. No, they fucking wouldn't. Uh, the cinematography might get slightly better. That's about it. Uh, the and they can say fuck. And they can say fuck. I don't want way them. more than they need. To. I don't want to say fuck. I don't want them to say fuck. Um. Other than that, the episode was fine. I don't have much to complain about when it comes to Supergirl. They don't really. So the the one the person running the Catco Media is a shithead. Uh, she brings in this journalist from London who is like this world renowned journalist, and he gets there and like. He's a story stealer and he's just writing like bullshit articles or whatever. And you're like, something's up about him. He's actually doing this big undercover piece. He's doing a big undercover piece. I, okay, good. I, I almost made a really, really, um, I almost made a political joke that would have taken yeah, the it, focus away from Supergirl. <clears throat> so keep, keep talking. <laughs> yeah. So it's revealed that he's doing this big hit piece on, uh, Andrea Rojas, the person leading yeah. Cacto right now. Um, and thankfully, it they cover it well. Where it's like he's like he even has the board with the strings pinned up oh, and shit. For he's fuck's trying sake, to, of course he does. Yeah, it's great. I I like him. Um, and like Kara figures it out, but like he's like, here's what I'm doing, and I didn't want to get you involved because it's really he doesn't know she's Supergirl, obviously. But he's like, it's really dangerous, and the last thing I need is getting somebody else wrapped up in this. And she's like, you know, I don't really trust you. Like, I don't believe you. And I was like, thank Christ. That is the realistic reaction to have. This is good. This is a good dynamic. I'm happy with this. Yes. Uh, and I'm excited to see that moving forward. Uh, Alina Luther is the best part of the show this season. Yeah. My favorite. She's my favorite. Buzz Buzz. Um. <clears throat> Batwoman had its obligatory I can't be a superhero and date episode. At least they kept it to an episode. Like they have it down to such a formula. <laughs> like Arrow Arrow did it on and off throughout the entire series. Um <laughs> Flash did it for about half a season. Supergirl did it for their like first-ish season. Um the the culmination being I can date as long as it's somebody on the team, quote unquote. Right? Ugh. I think that's a worse idea. Oliver and Felicity. Or in you know, in the comics, Oliver and Black Canary. Yeah. Um Irish is on the team for Barry and Iris. Uh Because we are Flash. We are Flash. I remember that meme. I remember I, seeing that fucking everywhere and laughing my ass off. I could do a deep dive on it someday. Uh Kara only has only dated Jimmy for like a break between seasons. Like they get together at the end of season one, and then at the beginning of season two, they go, JK, we didn't want this. <laughs> <coughs> and then she dates Monel, who is on the team. Um Black Lightning doesn't count because that's a good show. And then Oh I'm kidding, I love these shows. He's also already married, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's like Batwoman right now is doing this thing where she like went on a couple dates with this girl this episode and then had to keep ditching her and it didn't work. Um, and then her. So right now, this ongoing arc is that she and this girl dated at the military academy she went to and they got this is back during the don't don't ask, don't tell policies. Oh, OK. Thing. Yeah. 
So people taught them and they had to sign agreements that like they never talked about this again and they got to stay in the academy and graduate. Uh, Kate didn't sign it and just got kicked out and left. And Sophie did and stayed in the academy. Sophie's now a crow, which is uh, Papa Kane's agency that he runs. Okay. That he runs in the comics. She's married to a guy. Okay. And this guy does not know that Sophie and Kate were ever a thing. Okay. Like, he knows they, they knew each other at the academy. Um, And, like, that happened and I was just like... I like it's normal to do the comes back to person they had a relationship with thing and there's still tension there but she's married. Yeah. This is weird. Um that's a lot of layers to it especially when you yeah. factor in like the political fallout of like don't ask don't tell. Um with that oh I'm already talking about Batwoman never mind I was like, I'm going to segue into Batwoman but I was already talking about Batwoman I'm a fucking idiot. Um uh, so we have that going on. They have they do the dating thing. Yeah. Um, there was something else. I oh yeah, they do this really cool. I want to talk about some cool like character things they're doing and how like Kate Kane has been proudly out about her sexuality for most of her life, and that she she is finding it extremely difficult to hide the fact that she's Batwoman. Like, she's always worn her whole life on her sleeve. <laughs> that's an interesting concept. Right? Yeah, that's that, like, really interesting. She's someone who never hides who she is, and now to have this part of her that she cannot tell anybody is so weird to her. I think that's super cool. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, so that was really neat. It's also funny uh, considering that, like, late into Batman's career, the amount of people who just casually know Bruce Wayne is Batman... The amount of people who casually know all their identities. I'm going to talk about that with Titans, actually. I shouldn't jerk this water bottle over the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, that got scary for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to talk that about that one. With- you're in trouble for it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, sidebar. Modern Warfare came out last week. I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah. Uh, me and my friend Zach picked it up and we still haven't had a chance to play together. Yeah. He just texted me and asked me what's up and I was like, oh, we're recording. And he said, I knew you were a porn star. Keep it up. <laughs> I love that boy. He's funny as shit. Best friend since kindergarten. Um, Have I told you the joke about... <laughs> we had this running gag while I went to UT that I've, I'm in several pornos, but they're just me fully clothed crying in the fetal position on the floor in the middle of a room. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun at UT. Those videos don't exist. Yeah, they do. I've seen them. Fuck. I've been outed. <laughs> um, moving on. Moving on. Somehow. Uh yeah, I'll talk about that with Titans. Segway that motherfucker. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. It's too much for me. I haven't learned that power. Not from a Jedi. Um Very Doctor Strange, show me how to get from here to there. Um <laughs> Flash this week had they they're doing this weird storyline 
I say weird. It's not weird. It's neat, but I, I, I'm just not gelling with it. Um, where Killer Frost wants to start living her own life. I, I gotta say, I respect so much your ability to like recognize that just because it's not working for you, it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, that that, that was, is a talent you have that a lot of people don't, and I respect you for. I don't even remember what it was that living with my friend, living with my friend Dan. Uh, I love my boy Dan. He's the only person I keep a legitimate Snapchat street with. We're about to hit a year. Go us. Congrats. Um, he's very much the guy that, like, when everyone has a unanimous opinion, he will always take the devil's advocate. Always. <laughs> Fucking at you. <laughs> um, like, Oops. even if he doesn't believe it, he'll argue it just for argument's sake. And I think in doing, like, arguing with him a bunch made me realize, like, definitive bests or definitive good and bad in terms of like media and art just doesn't exist i'm so glad we accidentally brought this on the air now yeah like we just had this conversation before we pressed record but like like before we pressed record i said there's no such thing as the best movie ever there just isn't there's no such thing as the best blank ever you can have like a best as long as something's in a contained enough category, you can probably rank them best to worst in terms of like best Star Wars movie, yeah, or something. But even then, it's so hard. And like, no, it's not. It's the Last Jedi. All right, you fucking mouse fucker. <laughs> but you get my point. Like, yeah, it's it's something that I value highly in myself to like step back and realize. Oh, hey, me saying this thing is good is that I like it's good to me, right? Yeah. Like saying from like I could have gone and seen Black Panther and been like this wasn't my jam I didn't gel with this and said like this is bad yeah and then but also there's that little black boy sitting next to me that was I shouldn't have said that (laughs) should I cut that no okay it's not you didn't say anything offensive but the phrasing sounded so funny yeah there's this your tone and like the 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 gesture there's this this you know this young black kid next to me yeah that loving. It doesn't get any better. I'm sorry. No, that sounds so much better. There's, there's a little black kid sitting next to me and loving this movie. Yeah, like I don't know what this what was funny about this little black boy here. <laughs> that it sounded incredibly racist and I'm really <laughs> sorry. All you said were words. Yeah. And for some reason it sounded fucked up. <laughs> but you get my point. Or that little girl in Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Like I can't. Kira. Not even little. Kira, but not even yeah. little girls. Like women my age. Yeah. Go to Captain Marvel like. This woman's a badass and I love her. And it's like, yes, I'm so happy you get to do, experience this. Yeah. You know. But yeah, so like the Killer Frost story is that like Killer Frost has been a part of Caitlyn her whole life basically. Yeah. And Caitlyn's been driving the whole time. You know, if you, like metaphorically speaking, she's been living her life this whole time. And Killer Frost hasn't. And she like they are not just two halves of a whole. They are two holes. If that makes sense. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Don't clip that. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. TJ would be having a field day right now. Oh, my God. If he actually listens to this whole episode between any of what we've said mixed with my noises when the water bottle hit me. Um, but so she wants to start living her life. Uh, and it's this really awkward, like kind of similar to Connor Kent like just getting out of the pod yeah like 
less so because she kind of understands how social dynamics work. But like, it's neat, and they're using it in an effective way at times, and at other times, I'm just like, I'm not about this. Um, they they warn the team about crisis, but don't tell them Barry's gonna die. And then later in the episode, I put on Twitter today because I watched the episode today. Yeah, that um, the dynamic between uh, Barry and Bloodwork. His villain name is going to be Bloodwork when they get that far. Uh, right now, his name is Ramses. Uh, Ramses. Yeah, it's an RR name. It's like Ramses something. Um. They are both dying. Like, Barry knows he will die in crisis. He is dying of HLH. Yeah. And while... And they, like, they have this... Because inter- they have to work together to beat... The The villain was made by Bloodwork last episode because, he like, he has powers. He just can't control them and doesn't know how they work yet. Um, But he kind of creates this super zombie that's stealing dark matter to fuel itself. And um, they have the, they have to work together to find him. And in doing so, like talking, he's like, oh, Barry, you know you're going to die soon. Like he figures it out. Not why. Yeah, he doesn't know just, Barry's the Flash. Just not not why, but the why. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, he's like, I'm I'm on a timer and I need to whatever. Like I need to find my cure and Barry, you know, I'm marking down my days left till I die. And Barry said, well, I'm marking down my days left to live. Right. And like th- this conversation they have is so real. And like these two ways to look at yeah. impending death is so interesting. And like that that's gonna be their relationship this season is really cool, I think. Um also, crackpot theory number two of this episode and three of the week. <laughs> uh the monitor said for crisis to be averted, the flash has to die. That was his exact quote. They are either going to kill Wally West or Jay Garrick in Crisis. Instead of Barry, my money's on Wally West. Okay. Because I believe he is no longer going to be on Legends or Flash after this season. I think he's done. Interesting. So, crackpot theory out of the way. Arrow. Um, we don't Earth hop. We are back on Earth 1. No Hawthorping? No Hawthorping. Uh, we're back on Earth 1. Um... They are in Hong Kong to, like, pay homage to season two. Or no, season three. Because he's in Hong Kong in season three. Fuck. Um, they uh, do some running around with Katana. I I made a mistake last week, by the way. Okay. Um, Laurel Lance of Earth 2 does make it with them through the breach. Oh, okay. So she's she's with them. Uh, she spends most of the episode trying to like prove that Earth Two is still there. It's not. Oof. She finds out. She's real sad. Uh, we have she has survivor's guilt, I guess. Um, she's with. But it's a CW, so I'm sure she says the words. I have survivor's guilt. No, it's she's <laughs> thankfully no. Uh, she's with. I feel so bad. Diggle's wife. Um, I'm. Ugh, it's another L name. I think. Fuck. 
John. Dick. Not difficult. <laughs> For those of you at home, he looks just as frantic as he sounds. Lila Michaels. It wasn't okay. no name. Uh, she's with Lila. Uh, for most of the episode. Yeah. And like Lila tells her this story about how when she was in the army, her squad got killed. Like she couldn't go with them on a mission and her squad got killed with like while she wasn't there. And she or something along those lines and she has survivor's guilt and she knows what it's like. Um They what they need is a scientist who is working to redevelop the Alpha Omega virus from season three. Um we see China White again. Okay. She gets to fight Oliver. It's really cool. Um, they're running around with Katana for most of the episode. Uh, they get the scientist to the monitor. Or no, they they don't. They fail. Oliver decides he wants to do some research on the monitor, make sure he's doing the right thing. I hear about unquote. Katana, and I still like cannot ever get... <coughs> this is Katana! <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, honey, I know. <laughs> you keep saying it. I'm hearing... I'm hearing the words, this is Katana. Be careful not to get on her bad side. Her sword traps the <laughs> soul <laughs> traps the souls of its victims. Um <laughs> Fuck. But yeah. How did that make it into the fucking movie? How did that movie happen? That's a Man, he's practically looking into the camera. This is Katana! Uh, but yeah so we uh they don't get they don't get the scientist they want to do background on the monitor and then we find out Lila is also working with the monitor um on the side and she gets in the scientist yeah and I don't know where that's going but you're late I She's got my back. I would advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. Fuck off. I don't know why that scene is so fucking funny. Because it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so dog shit. I don't know what about its badness is so funny to me. Like just this, this is Katana. She has my back. <laughs> I forgot about she has my back. I'm sorry. I completely threw your thing off. The anyway, rails. Katana dies in this episode. Thanks. I'm kidding. She almost dies. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's our Arrow episode. I might get to catch it this week. It's only quarter after eight. We'll see. Hell yeah. Um. So that was CW. Still just gearing up for Yield Crisis. It's going to be a fun time. Titans. Yes. We got another flat. <laughs> You're welcome. We keep it classy here in the Hall of Heroes. <laughs> Nothing but class. Um, we got another flashback episode. <laughs> we put the ass in class. class. We put the coal in class. Um, we put the oof in of. We put the stop and please stop. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, we put the in the hall. <laughs> Spencer, where are you? <laughs> he would he would have stopped that after of of oh of like he he would have stopped it there and wouldn't have let anything else happen. But we're fucking children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Youngest person on the show. The one that has the best ability to stop us from acting like total fucking hooligans. Titans is another flashback episode this week. Okay. Showing us what really happened to Jericho. And what? someone might want to pick up that phone. Because I fucking called it. Dick had nothing to fucking do with his death. Um, that's a lie. He had a little bit to do, but like not, not, yeah, I killed Slade's son. No, you fucking didn't, you dumb shit. So, um, after Dick runs into Jericho at the record store on purpose, he and they start hanging out with Jericho to get background on Slade. And that was it. Like that was all they needed him for, so that they can they knew who Slade was, and then, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to play footsies with you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you need to do the rest of the episode review like this. I don't think I can. My legs are gonna fall asleep. And then, coward. Yeah, I am. <laughs> he. He's like, yep. You're right. Uh, they they let him go, and they're debating their next moves, and they're keeping in contact, I believe. I was very sick. This was on Sunday when I called off work, so, like, it's hazy. But the gist is Donna wants blood. Everyone else is kind of being cautious. Dick goes to break things off with Jericho and be like, hey, we shouldn't hang out anymore or whatever. And sees Jericho uses powers because Jericho has powers. Okay, and it's it's just like the comics. He lo- he locks eyes with someone and he can put his consciousness in their body. Okay. Um, he sees him do that and he's like, "Oh, oh, I want to train this kid. I want this stray puppy." Yeah, you know, the Dick Grayson thing that he he's apparently felt the whole time, but he definitely hasn't. <laughs> um, so he brings Jericho to the tower, to which everyone goes. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't understand. He has powers and we can help him and shit. And so the, everyone half agrees and they're like, fine. Uh, they also tell him, they tell him the truth about Slade because he didn't know the truth about Slade. Uh, they tell him the truth about them and that they're the Titans. Uh, Donna goes after... Deathstroke finds out that they God, there's so much. So the target of Garth's of the assassination that Garth gets shot during is the Amazonian liaison that's with Donna. She's the target. I assume she's a liaison. We won't know now. She's fucking dead. Oh. Um, so Deathstroke finishes his hit on her. Um and then draws Donna out to beat the shit out, like kill her, I guess. I don't fucking know. Uh, they have a fight. Deathstroke wins. And then go like finds out about Jericho, goes and he calls up Jericho like, hey, 
I want to set things straight with you. Come meet me at this place. Yeah. And it's a church from last episode where like Dick's being led by the Dick around the city by Deathstroke. <laughs> um, and so uh, Jericho goes out to meet Deathstroke. They talk for a minute. Then and Dick like I promise we're not going to track you and like we're not using you to find him. I think you should actually just go talk to him. And then he beats the shit out of Donna and he's like, "Okay, no, I have to go stop him." Uh he goes, him and Deathstroke fight. Deathstroke wins. He's yeah. about to put down Dick and Jericho gets in the way of his sword and dies. Clearly that is Dick killing Jericho. Clearly. Which is exactly what I oh, I knew. What I hate I hate that shit so much. Like I get feeling responsible, but like it's if he said I feel I if he if if he said the words I take responsibility for what happened to Jericho, that's different. That's and said like it said like I feel as though I contributed to the situation that got Jericho killed. That's one thing. But just saying, I killed, killed him. I killed Slade's son. I, I took his life. But yeah. So, <clears throat> positives of this episode. The actor that plays Jericho fucking kills it. Uh, everyone on the Titans is still doing a great job. Like, the, the four core OG Titans are knocking it out of the park. Um, We get, for... Like, basically the first time on screen, like, peak actual Deathstroke. Oh, so he was actually doing Deathstroke shit. Like... Like, legit, like, like single has a, combat. A bow staff with a gun in it. Fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> that is so extra. <laughs> but it's so funny. Is Deathstroke somehow related to Bruce Wayne? You say that, like, we... Like, that isn't something he would do in the comics. That's fair. That's fair. It is. <laughs> Um, but like this is like um, – I knew Bennett does a great job in yeah, the air. I don't know. I, to explain that, that, when I think of like Death, Deathstroke's extraness, I think very like how he isn't like Arkham Knight. Like that kind of like I literally yeah. have a bomb everywhere in the city and you can only fight me if you turn off the bombs. Fuck you. And we're like I like like I think when I think Batman, I think like the Russian nesting doll effect. Or it's just like, here's one crazy idea inside of an even crazier idea inside of a crazier idea inside of a crazier idea inside of a crazier idea. Like, my my idea of like peak Deathstroke comes in. Have you read Identity Crisis? How? When did that come out? I think it's like 2004-ish. Probably not then. Fantastic story. It's a okay. Justice League story. It's incredible. Um, Sounds so familiar. Death, Deathstroke has a fight in it with like a group of leakers, like a full group, and is able to like reasonably take down pretty much because Clark, like Clark and Bruce, aren't there. Um, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like the Flash. It's Wally West, Flash, Kyle Rayner, uh, Oliver. Um, there's a there's a whole group, and he beats like he basically beats all of them. He does. He's eventually forced to retreat. Um. But he, like, he definitely is winning that fight. Yeah. And that's what I think of when I think of, like, peak Deathstroke as someone who can go toe-to-toe with the bulk of the Justice League. That's fair, yeah. And, like, he has that in spades. Uh, this actor, I don't actually don't know his name. I feel kind of bad. 
Uh, I'm going to look it up while I vamp some more. Um, and yeah, like the episode wasn't bad. Again, I want more of this time period when it's these Titans and they're a little younger. Like they yeah. don't they don't do any de aging because like from twenty two to twenty seven you look mostly the same. Yeah. Um, Titans, Deathstroke actor we got W Kamau Bell. Uh, it's definitely not him. No. W. Kamau Bell is a when the comedian. fuck did Ron Perlman play Deathstroke? Holy sh- did he voice Deathstroke in the cartoon? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay, so it's uh, Issei Morales. Okay. Uh, and he's doing a phenomenal job, like, knocking it out of the park. Um, Like, if the, the, one, the one knock on knock i it's not a big of a deal that menu bennett's australian yeah so he has an accent and they, they just like oh yeah deathstroke in this version's australian that's not a huge deal um but yeah and the teen titans like the og teen titans cartoon that was ron perlman as slade holy fuck how did i not know that same we just lost our nerd cards why the fuck we lost our geek cards why the fuck did they cast Will Arnett in the movie. Why would they do that if you can get fucking Ron Perlman? Also, no, we didn't lose our nerd cards because how long has it been since we watched Teen Titans? A couple days ago. Okay, well, you lose your nerd card. This has been a minute for me. <laughs> you have the streaming service. I don't. Um. So. Yeah, my my negative comes into into the realm of. Your thing, which is everyone knows who Bruce Wayne is by, like, the end of his run, right? Yeah. These fuckers haven't suited up once. What? Except for in the last flashback episode, like, twice, when they fought Dr. Light. Like, in the opening when they stop the the one robbery that's happening, and then when they fight Dr. Light, they just don't suit up for half of their fucking work. And especially like no like me no like like everyone just kind of has a working knowledge that Dick Grayson is Robin that like that's involved in that fight like yeah Deathstroke knows Wintergreen knows I've seen the the, that one promo a lot like the charlatan Dick Grayson yeah and like not that Deathstroke wouldn't doesn't know in the comics right yeah but like they're doing so much work out of uniform and I don't like the implications that has. I don't – like all the other ones I don't care. Like Hawk and Dove can do whatever they want. Uh, Donna is Amazonian anyway, right? But like – well, half. <coughs> but Dick keeping his identity secret fucking matters because it matters for Bruce. Like, even Jason has been doing shit in uniform. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the only thing that's been bugging me. It's one of those continuity things that, like, how many people know, how many bad guys know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Yeah. You know? Like, 
Bruce, like by the end of his career, like the only villains who really know are the villains who like don't care enough to leak it. Like Raish knows. Raish knows, but Raish would never tell. Yeah. Uh, the it's Riddler been implied that Joker knows, but like it depends on the version. Yeah, it depends on the version, and like uh, and Joker doesn't care because yeah. he knows that like he's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um. In, in most Hush, of the people who know, like I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Most of the people who know are like colleagues. It's just frustrating when like people who don't know Batman that well somehow know that he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That like, oh yeah, like it makes sense for like Clark or Diana to know, but like, why the fuck does Dinah know? <laughs> I mean, some versions, uh, some versions, he's worked very closely with her, but you know what I mean. Well, like in. It depends on how formulated – like by the time the Justice League is beyond, it's like we have seven members and that's it. Yeah. Like most of the league knows. Yeah, most of the league is so close – are so close to each other that like, like – it's the best kept public secret in the superhero community in the DC universe that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But yeah, that's really my only negative right now with that. And then like – Wherever they go with the I killed Jericho shit next week is going to be... So stupid. If they go anywhere with it. But that's about it. That about sums it up. And Jared's too busy texting to I'm do sorry, the outro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you had. I thought you were going to say something else after I that. just said, and that's about it. I thought you said, and that's about it, and I liked it. Like I thought there was like a caveat, like, no. like a final thought. Okay. Fuck you. No I stinger. <laughs> Y'all remember about 15 minutes ago when I said that was it? That was a fucking lie. Yep. We just traveled from 20 minutes in the future uh, as we were exporting the episode. Apparently, uh, Warner Brothers and HBO just had a press <laughs> conference for uh, um, Warner Media's new streaming service uh, while we were recording. So uh, HBO Max announces Green Lantern series. Uh, this is from Forbes. Uh, Warner Media Entertainment rolled out details of their upcoming streaming service, HBO Max, today, and DC fans are thrilled to learn that the service's lineup of new series includes a Green Lantern sci-fi superhero show that replaces a previously planned film series for the intergalactic space cops. Uh, the series will be produced by Greg Berlanti. Uh, uh, Jeff Johns has been developing a Green Lantern film project for the last few years. It is currently unclear, unclear if the new HBO Max series will be separate from Johns' project or if the fi uh, the film has evolved into the streaming series, John's author the most acclaimed stories of the Green Lantern's comics history, and his work is widely regarded as the best and definitive work on the characters. Uh, it also says that in addition to Lan Green Lantern, uh, HBO Max will also be having Strange Adventure series that will feature standalone tales from within the DC Comics world and a variety of different characters. Elizabeth Banks, meanwhile, will develop C uh, DC Superhero High, described as a DC yep. characters attending high school with one another. I'm into that. That? Okay. <laughs> no, that you... sounds very anime. Oh, it does. Uh, yeah, so we have the high school one. Uh, today's announcement, Frank Green Lantern, is HBO's. Ah, uh, it keeps refreshing because this is a third Twitter link. Uh, today's announcement, Frank uh, Green Lantern, is HBO Max going to space, which hopefully means this won't just be another superhero show set on Earth akin to the failed 2011 movie. Uh, that film grossed only two, uh, 290 million worldwide. Uh, so yeah, um, very excited for this. I, I have been. 
begging for live action Lantern Corps content for years. I know the Ryan Reynolds film was not good. He's aware that it was not good. <laughs> but god damn it, give me Green Lantern. All right. So the reason I saw that story was because I saw my favorite movie trivia showdown personality tweeting about it. And he is throwing Mike Kalinowski is throwing his hat into the ring for casting and wants to play Hal Jordan. And I, for one, could not support that idea more. I've never seen Mike Kalinowski act, but I think he could fit the part. So with that, I think Hall of Heroes starts the hashtag tonight. Kalinowski for Green Lantern. Everybody start tweeting it. I want that shit to go. I want that shit to trend. None of y'all follow us on Twitter, so it's not like it's going to fucking happen. But I've accidentally Oof. hit Twitter gold a couple times this week. So let's see what happens. But yeah, I'd Here's love for something. Mike to play Green Lantern. I can't, you know. Yeah, like, I think he could pull off a howl very well. I want to see like the entire Earth core. Oh, yeah. Like I want to see Hal. I want to see John. I want to see Kyle. I want to see Guy fucking Gardner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I... Oh my god, I I love the Lantern Corps. I love the stories of the Lantern Corps. I the bigger thing for me here, the only hang up I have is it's on HBO Max. Does that mean it's tying into the Titans verse? Because Swamp Thing like I don't know. They're going to house those shows on HBO Max. They've said that like season 2 of Swamp of not Swamp Thing. Uh Doom Patrol is being partly produced by HBO Max. Um, uh, this is too complicated. I don't like the way Warner Brothers is like doing multiple streaming services and like it's yeah doing like a hodgepodge across the board. It's a little bit much for me. I know Marvel does the same thing with its shows, but like they're not as interconnected. Exactly. Like the shows and like they're all in the same universe, but like the shows don't cross populate that much. And well, like Marvel with shows. the exception of a few like Agents of Shield was on cable and then the Netflix shows weren't. And yeah. That's it. And now like the the ones that are going to like unequivocally be canon are all going to be on Disney Plus. Well, yeah, but I mean I mean stuff like how Runaways crossed over with Cloak and Dagger for a little bit and stuff oh. like that. Like outside of that, I can't think of another instance where that happened. But yeah, very exciting news to this Green Lantern show. I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a free trial once it's all out to watch this. Um, I hope like it makes no sense to me to have this only be on HBO Max. Agreed. Like, at least put it on DC Universe. Just like they should have... Like, they don't have the DCEU movies on DC Universe, which I don't fucking understand. They don't have the CW shows. Yeah. Which I can kind of understand a little bit, but, like, that's got to change soon. Like, if, if DC wants their app to be the one-stop shop for all things DC media... So funny you mention it. DC uh, DC Universe just released... DCU members, our Warner Media companies have made some exciting news today, and we're psyched. We also want to assure you that DC Universe is still going strong with an exciting year of super fan service coming through. Uh, that was from, really fast. <laughs> from our original programming library of beloved series, ever expanding comic library, and really and real world events, and our uh, just launched all new community. We're just getting started with. 
As a quick reminder of the latest news we announced at New York Comic Con, you can look forward to DCU Unscripted, Bizarre TV, our animated anthology, uh, and then they reference Doom Patrol and Harley Quinn in the Harley Quinn cartoon. So, uh, yeah, nothing of this is going to be on DC Universe, but I think all of this is going to be on. That's so fucking dumb. So, yeah. Because, like, I don't want to pay for HBO Max. Neither do I. I don't. I'm already, like, going to cancel my Netflix once I get Disney+. Plus. Yeah? I I don't use it enough. Like, I just... I'll probably, like, re-up for a free month every summer once the CW shows finish. Yeah. If I want to re-watch anything. Uh, besides that, I don't use Netflix for basically anything. That's fair. And, like... It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I understand that. Yeah, that's fair. I I get going this route if you need the money because like Green Lantern's hard to pull off effects twice, especially for a TV totally, show. Totally, totally. That's going to be where the the rough spot is. And if yeah. DC needs HBO's money to make that happen, I get that. But like, come on. Yeah, just I put agree. it put it on your service. I agree. But yeah, that's all we have for you guys officially. Uh, hopefully nothing else. But we're we're going to hit stop and then like. Avengers 6. <laughs> Avengers v. Justice League. Oh my god. New cast of Justice League. Not even, al- bat- al- not even Battinson's involved. Already like they've already been cast. <laughs> we have a list. All right. Uh, with that. I think the rest of this dovetails into us outroing the rest of the show. Yeah, back, so, uh, let's go 20 so, minutes into the past, back to the outro. Yep. I hate when you get so intense like that. I love I'm, you. I'm being attacked. Real quick, before we close out the show, though, I do really want to thank publicly Travis for all the hard work he's been putting in on Do Back and Hall of Heroes. Um, now, not only have you been working... No, technically double duty because this end due back, but now triple duty because of the audio commentaries and doing all of that while not feeling in the best of health. You are a gentleman and a scholar, a hero and a friend. Thank you. And uh, your hard work. Stop. Yeah. little bastard down um but your hard work and effort is so greatly appreciated and i love you for it thank you i love you too buddy oh thank you where can the lovely people find you they can find me on twitter and on instagram at travis political spelt that travis is people misspell travis a lot which is weird how they think the i is an e uh, they just think it's Trevor or Tyler or Taylor. <laughs> At this point, I respond, if a name starts with a t- sound, I look. <laughs> um, That's golden. Uh, Jared, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find – you want to have the J. Jonah Jameson thing? No. Ready? <laughs> they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Uh, they can follow my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. And – I highly recommend that they check out all the other shows in the network. Do back discussion, our Star Wars podcast, 
where our first episode of our journey to the rise of Skywalker audio commentary series is live. Uh, it's just Travis and I watching The Phantom Menace together. And then this Sunday, we will get Attack of the Clones featuring Dan and Chris from Broaxium. Be sure to tune in for all that Star Warsy goodness. Be sure to tune in to Gorn more, even though you don't really have to, because uh, fuck those guys. Um, tune in to Wicked yeah. Wednesday because Tease is awesome. Uh, <laughs> listen to Jerk the Curtain, uh, the wrestling podcast, which I will be making an appearance on sometime soon to talk about my experience at AEW Dynamite. Uh, be sure to tune in to Dubac Sports for all your sports ball goodness and to tune in to Down the Rabbit Hole with TJ and Mixtron and go check out the website and get some merch, guys. Get get that network t-shirt. Uh, and next uh, in 2020, we'll finally have cookie cup shirts that you guys can wear around and... Yeah, nothing, nothing but f uh, fun and exciting things uh, to look forward to in the future. And I look forward to hearing if uh, Spencer and Travis end up doing an episode without me. That'll be fun to listen to. Hell yeah! In the event that happens, I look forward to hearing what you guys do when I'm. Uh, it probably wouldn't be a room. news episode because, like, I'm too lazy to do show notes. <laughs> what if I made the notes for you too? Oh, then we did news, and then walk away from it, just like leave it in there for you guys. I feel like that episode would be like 20 minutes long. That would be... <laughs> Not that Spencer and I can't vamp off each other, but like... You, like... We're at an hour 40 right now. Oh. Like, that's that's what happens when you and I get in front of a microphone together. Yeah. Well, oops. Uh, with that's what that, I expected. Uh, be sure to tune in to the, at the same bat time to the same bat channel. We love you guys 3000. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe.
Good work today, Daddy. Don't fucking don't do no. No. <laughs> I only say it because I know it bothers you so much. I don't understand how you can like get off to being called daddy. <laughs> I don't understand it. Oh, <laughs> well, you say you. <laughs> how one. How one could. Yeah. I'm not gonna confirm or deny anything. And when I say you, I mean like the general not pointing at you. <laughs> But I've never understood how, like, yes, parental figure that's related to me. <laughs> Fuck. I just love how angry you get that's, about that. That's not just that. Like, that's daddy. That's mommy. That's any any familiar <laughs> figure. Exactly. Isn't it gross? It is. It is. Mommy is definitely gross. I can wrap my brain around daddy. I don't like it. I can wrap my brain around daddy. Mommy is mom like point point blank and a discussion. Mommy's gross. I can wrap my brain around daddy. I can't. It's disgusting. 